0: Hello and welcome to the Colorado Switchblade Podcast. Once again, I'm Jason Van of your host, and it is a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Skies are blue, there's some clouds creeping in. We got a hell of a storm coming our way, but you know, you got to enjoy the good while you can. Well, today we have another installment of our town we're, we're talking with the town trustees, the candidates, all six candidates is what I hope to do. And I got to tell you, they're reaching out. So we've got another one scheduled for next week. Um, and today we have one. I've also got some exciting news. I've got a great uh, episode coming up. I'm going to release it on Saturday. And it's talking with Dr. Mark Ibsen, who's not actually in Colorado. He's in Montana, but he's been called the Robin Hood of chronic pain patients. And we're going to be talking about... What this this rollback of the CDC guidelines that happened this this last week that I talked about on um, Sunday's podcast on the weekend rant? Um, we're going to talk about what that really means. And this is someone who's been in the industry as a medical doctor, um, you know, since the '80s, and he really has some unique viewpoints. And he really he, he has, he's one of the good guys. He's he's stood and fought for his patients. Um, and they've tried to take his license. They tried to take his practice. He has been put through the ringer. And I got to tell you, he just got off of got got off of a flight last night where he returned from Ohio, where he had open heart surgery. And he still wanted to come on the podcast this morning and and record it because he, he's just so passionate about what's going on. And this really was a big thing that was announced over. Uh, the last week and we're going to be talking about what that means moving forward for people who are either are chronic pain patients, advocate for chronic pain patients or just know someone. I mean it's just a matter of time till everyone experiences this for themselves. So it's something we got to get in order. I also just want to say thanks to the listening audience. The reaction over the last week I've kind of I, I launched a podcast a week ago and the response has just been amazing. Um numbers are way up more than I thought they would be for being just a weekend. Um people are reaching out to me and uh so thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um if if you feel like it, you can help support the podcast by purchasing a a paid membership. It's like 5 bucks 499 a month. Uh less than one cup of coffee and that helps me keep on the airwaves, well the internet waves. Um telling these stories and, and connecting with people on a human level, because I really think voice gives you a chance to, to have a human connection that written word doesn't necessarily always translate. Um, don't get me wrong, I love written word, I'm always gonna keep writing, I'm always gonna write those articles, but I do feel that sometimes stories are more effectively told using just the human voice and, and having it, sitting down and having a conversation. Speaking of conversations, I had a chance to sit down with Karen Randonitis, who is running for town trustee. This is the second in this series, and uh, I have another one lined up uh, next week already uh, with someone that that my listening audience will definitely know. But let's just jump right into this uh, conversation we had this morning about running for town trustee. Here we go. We are here with Karen Randonitis, who is running for um, town council. Um, Karen, tell us just a little bit about yourselves. What what brought you to the Estes Valley? How long ago was that? And um, then we'll get to why you're running.
1: Sure. Um, so a little bit of a longer story. I graduated college in 1998 um, from in Michigan and didn't know what to do. And that was in days of yore where there was no internet. And I remember looking through a catalog and I found the YMCA of the Rockies and I sent them a postcard and they hired me over the phone and I came out in the fall of uh, 1998 and just fell in love with the mountains being from Michigan everything's flat so the mountains the winters the I have the wind is starting to it's gotten worse (laughs) as I've gotten older but thinking about you know like everything was so different for me Um, and I spent about two years working for the Y I'm in the program department and having a biology degree and working outdoor ed, I was like, okay, what am I going to do with myself um, as a 23 year old? And I ended up in uh, just the North of Seattle um, and went back to school and got my post back degree in um, early elementary education. And so taught up there for a little while, hated the weather, um, and ended up moving to Denver for a little while. Hated the cookie cutter lifestyle that it is just everywhere. The houses all look the same, and everything like that. So, um, ended up back in Estes Park in the fall of 2004. Back at the Y again. Um, this time it was a full time position, and just kind of morphed into I worked for the school district. Um, I've been full time since 2004 till now. Um, you had made a comment in Kevin's podcast about winning the housing lottery. I was able to purchase the home right before the um, housing crash. Um, so I purchased in 2006. But as a result of that, I've had to have multiple roommates. I've had multiple jobs um, along with full-time physicians, just to s- stay in, in uh, Estes and make and decide that Estes is going to be my full-time spot, I'm going to make it, what, however I can make it, I'm going to make it, um, so some of the positions I've had um, in town for a long time work, like I said, worked at the Y, worked at, um, with the reading department at the school district for a few years, um, I worked, um, I was a commuter for three years at Thompson School District, um, and so right, that ended with the flood, and you know, like, it seems like major change kind of spars like, what am I doing with my life? And I didn't want to be a commuter anymore. And I really wanted to be back in my community. And with the flood, I had an opportunity to work with um, Touchstone, which is now Summit Stone Partners. It's the mental health organization for the county. Um, So did a lot of that kind of work, um, reaching out to families in crisis. And then that ended up morphing into a position at the County level uh, with a program with public health called Communities That Care. And that really s- concreted some information for me and what it was like to work with government. Um, I presented to the town board at the time. I um, helped Nancy Allman get the family advisory board. I really knew we, our program supported her and ended up being part of the family advisory board. And um, my last year, as with, with that, I was the chair um, working on child care and housing. Um, which has become a passion of mine throughout since then. Um
0: well it's certainly and... <laughs> something we need deep, good people working on.
1: First, sure. And then from there I ended up um working for the Estes Valley Library and with the pandemic that, that was pretty much the pandemic. Uh, job that I had again, having a chance to reevaluate. And now I just work at the front desk at a small real estate company here in town and have the time and energy to devote to um, this position. So that's kind of there's a longer story there, but me mostly in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> right on. So, <clears throat> so what really was the spark? I mean, it, what, 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 what made you say, you know what? I'm going to, and was it really just the pandemic or what, what issues do you want to be working on if you do get elected Um, and why are they so important to you? That's a great question. Change your whole life around.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, having that position with um, communities that care it, I sat on the restorative justice board. I was on the Estes park nonprofit resource center board um, help develop the um, and supported the youth in action, which is at the high school level, getting students uh, represented, in, represented on <clears throat> nonprofits, and like I said, the family advisory, and thinking about how there's all these fractures in our community, yet there's so many people that are always trying to work on the same thing, and I think with that position, that's what I've learned, as well as how can I as a you know, a person in our community that has experienced what it's like, how hard it is to make it in our community. But now I have the time to do it. Um, You know, I have, I picked up the budget and capital improvement books yesterday. You know, they're five inches thick and I'm like, okay, well, instead of watching TV one night, why don't you page through that kind of thing? And so like thinking about how can I, um, And I don't know if there was an action, you mentioned spark. I don't know if there was a spark that made me think, man, what difference can I make? Or what change can I make? Um, I I think about how valuable our um, affordable housing and workforce housing as well as childcare is in our community. And it seems to have some ebbs and flows with it. And I feel like we're on this upward trajectory um, with fish hatchery project um, and hopefully seeing the North or Four Points Project shovels in ground soon um, <clears throat> and watching the Westover Project come to fruition and thinking about how can this momentum keep going um, sure. and bringing in that child care piece of it as well, um, which is sometimes gets missed because they're little kids. I was a kindergarten teacher, so I understand what... <laughs> how uh, difficult it is to kind of keep children in the forefront at times, but they're part of families. And so it's important and thinking about who, who uh, supports our community um, and helps run our community, our workforce families meeting uh, housing and childcare as well. So that was kind of thinking about that communities, that care project I worked on and then kind of always stuck in the back of my head, like how, when is the right time? Um, I thought about running a few years ago and I, that was right when the pandemic was kicking up and I was like, okay, (laughs) I kind of dodged a bullet on that one. And now hopefully as we're on the downward turn, you know, who knows what's around the corner with that, but um, really trying to to support our community in that piece of it.
0: I don't think people realize how hard it can be, not only just to, to move to a place like Estes Park and, and find a job and whatnot, but to really lay down roots. We have so many people that, like yourself, come through our community and their young adult life. And they find a job working at the Y or the Stanley or wherever it may be. Um, and there, there's always a percentage of them that that stick around and become members of the community. And, it, you know, someone like me who just happened to inherit a house, you know, it, it can be difficult to, you, you really got to kind of earn it to, to make yourself part of the community here, because there are so many stumbling blocks when it comes to full season work and, healthcare and childcare and just housing. I mean, housing, there, there are literally no units available for people who want to, and that's in the middle of winter for people who want to come up here and uh, try to make a life. Um, So all these things are important. What, what other issues um, do do you have that you, you want to talk about as far as what's been happening in the city here and, and some changes you'd like to manifest?
1: Um, I think part of when I, when I, I've been thinking about what my kind of platform is and what I, how what I, what makes me different from the other candidates. And I really value the edu- the uh, teacher training that I have and the education and the advocacy that I've um, <clears throat> been able to manifest in myself, as well as become a lifelong learner. And I think with that is teaching and supporting our community on you know some of the more greener initiatives. Um, and you know we all, not all of us, but Mass majority of us evacuated a couple of years ago, and that was yet another um, event that I would rather not participate in, similar to the 2013 floods. It's a one and done type thing. Um, I share that it's good to go through a national disaster, but don't go out seeking one because you really come out as almost a different person on the other side. Um, but thinking about what can we do as a community and as a a town board, continue to work on solar initiatives, continue to look at our recycling program. I have a giant stack of boxes in my basement right now because I'm just too lazy to drive all the way over to the recycling center. I'll get there. Um, But is there a way to work towards, you know, I don't I I don't know what some of the answers are. And that's part of my learning being on town board would be, you know, like, why do we just have the, the one recycling center or? why is there only a handful of solar um, uh, panels on a variety of properties and why is it so expensive? Are there another, um, you know, I've looked into it myself and it's like, no, no thanks for right now anyway. Um, But is there some programming or some government entities out there that, you know and maybe there is, and we're just not aware of it. And that's part of where I'd like to bring some, focus on for our community is doing some education on that. Um, you know, where do you even start with solar? I don't even know. Like um, what is it? Are there some stumbling blocks in our um, light and power? How do we support them to keep that going as well? So those are some of the other things um, beyond childcare and housing. Um, I wrote down a I, know, I just follow back to follow back, follow up on the workforce, the housing, childcare, thinking about the value that continues to bring to our business community as well. So like if I'm a small business owner, you know, either sitting on Elkhorn or, you know, working remotely or however that, whatever that looks like for each individual, I don't have to worry about, okay, well, my staff members can't come in today. So I need to shift and be nimble all the time, trying to make things work. Um, what a joy it would be to know that you have staff that can come in and be able to work towards a greater customer experience to get get those tourism dollars into your pocket. Or how can you continue to have, you know, like thinking about our hospital district or a teacher turnover? Is there an opportunity for um, those entities and agencies to rest a little bit knowing that their staff has housing so that they can work and put out the, the next fire, whatever that happens to be. So um, I think those are kind of my bigger, bigger ideas. Um, and that they're not, I don't know. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I think, you know, we, as a community, we've been through so much. We've been through floods, we've been through fires. And I think really how a community rises from those and it seems like we have a, a 500 year natural disaster every two, three years. Like it's just, we, we're in the vortex. Right. Um, but I, I think how a community rises from those those incidents, those tragedies when they happen really define it. Um, so let's move on to let, let, help us get to know you as a candidate. Do you, do you have a family here? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself personally.
1: Sure, so uh, um, I do, I am married um and i just have two fur babies and so we enjoy getting out um and running running around the lake um my husband and i enjoy hiking in the national park um and doing some traveling and things like that and um oh well, you had a follow up question <laughs> I, I don't remember, remember it either. It either. <laughs> I, I can't remember it either it's so early the caffeine's still starting to work yes yeah, fair um and just thinking like you had made a comment about growing roots and I feel like I'm at a spot where I am in, in our community having lived here for 20 years. I think the, the joke that I've heard is once you get 20, 20 years, you become a local. So I feel like I'm either pretty close to that <laughs> about to get my you know, badge in the mail or something like that. But having the experience of my the longevity of being here, um, having seen projects, um, I had a chance to talk with the um, town administrator earlier last week um, and to try and get down and dirty about the Fish Hatchery Project. And I was like, I've heard about this for years. Yeah. What's going on? You know, those kind of things. And I think um, having that knowledge and that experience um, as a candidate helps as well as having the experience of, you know, some of the national disasters we've had, or even some of the exciting things, like um, thinking about, we had the pro cycling groups come through. We've had, um, you know, I've seen some of the, I mentioned races and hiking, or running and hiking, thinking some of the races that we've brought um, to diversify our our uh, tourists that come into our town and stuff like that, too. So there's a lot of neat things that I think um, Estes has and being so close to the uh, front range, I think, is, you know, having that great asset of um, people that just want to come up and be in nature, too. So.
0: Yeah. And for the people living here, being able to <clears throat> drive just an hour mm-hmm. to get to a, you know, a concert or an art show, mm-hmm. you know, that, just having the access to those cultural events, I think it just makes, for me anyway, as is the perfect place um and is it 20 years it's 20 years before you're a local i've got a ways I to go I, do they give you a little id card is it landed? i hope
1: so i'm <laughs> i'm waiting for that in the mail and maybe because i you know i left for a few years in between so maybe it has to be 20 consistent
0: well maybe the post office <laughs> lost it i mean that could be two it could be another 20 yeah. years till you get it though
1: that's fair that's fair i might just have to start making them for people
0: yeah all right well is there anything you want to? add that we have not touched on
1: um can i do a little plug for myself? yeah
0: absolutely that's what this is it's one big plug
1: perfect um so i am working on hosting what i would kind of label the coffee talk with karen um for uh, people voters and residents to come out and meet me in person um i i'm hopeful to get that information nailed down this week so that um, I can start advertising for that. Um, I do also have a Facebook page. Um, it's Karen Randonitis for EP trustee.
0: Um, and spell that and out for people that. Sure may not-
1: would. So it's just like it sounds. R-A-N-D-I-N-I-T-I-S. And it was funny because I've taught kindergarten two years and I would always have the parents like, can't we just call you Miss R? And I was like, No. The kids will I, figure it out, and and most of them have. And once you say that, it looks like it sounds. Most people get it. So
0: well, I've I've dealt with it my whole life. Most of my teachers wouldn't <laughs> even attempt it. They were just Jason Van.
1: Jason, that's it.
0: Yeah, just Jason. <laughs> All right, well, get um, us the information when you do know when it's going to be and I'll definitely put it up. Um, sure. But thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, to talk with me and my listening audience. Um, and, uh, you know, reach out anytime you'd like to to discuss something in, in this forum here.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, thank you.
0: All right, thank you so much. Okay, well, that was the second installment of our Candidate Town Trustee uh, Forum. We'll have another one for you next week, probably on Monday or Tuesday and um yeah another thing to watch out for i've got the denver post is coming up there reporters coming up with a photographer going to be interviewing me for a possible feature article uh, talking about what i've been doing since walking away from the oath keepers what i'm doing with the colorado switchblade and just the journalism and writing work i've been doing since Um, at least that's what they sold me on anyway we'll uh I'll, i'll let you know when you can get a copy in town and read it for yourself So thanks again for listening to the Colorado Switchblade, and I'll talk to you again soon.